black lives fucking matter. And if you don't really agree with that statement right now, then I hope you can listen to this episode and sort of just listen to my perspective on it. And if you don't want to listen to what I have to say and, you know, you just want to stick with your perspective on it, fine, so be it. Go find another podcast to listen to. I personally don't care. But I'm personally just sick and tired of it being the year 2020 and we as Americans and us as a whole nation are still doing shit that, you know, realistically should have ended a whole like 50 years ago at least, you know. Recently, another black male just basically got shot by the police. Um, and you can say whatever you want. You can say, oh, he had a knife in his car. He was a criminal. He had all these charges, whatever. The fact that he turned away from cops and the cops let him walk away for a little bit and then continued to pull out a fucking gun and shoot him seven times in the back and paralyze him, that's so fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I'm personally tired of seeing the same story keep repeating and repeating in media and just in this life about how straight up just police shoot unarmed black men. But, you know, we have all these white guys who literally can walk around with AK-47s protesting that they don't want to wear a fucking mask in this pandemic and they're okay with that, you know? Um, So if you don't know by now, uh, I am Noah Cyril and this episode is going to be on Black Lives Matter. I'm not going to do an intro. I'm just going to cut straight to the point. Um... At this point, I am, it's, it's like election season, right? Um, and all the racists are coming out of the woodworks right now. And it's, it's very upsetting because I don't necessarily like to bring up race and a lot of issues just because I, I live in Southern California. Um, I, I've never really hung out around with a lot of black people. That's not my immediate family. And I guess part of that, like, sort of skewed with me as a child. Um, You know, being raised in in San Diego pretty much my entire life, I went to schools that, like, realistically, there was only, like, a handful of black people there. And even then, like, I wasn't really, I wasn't really with them, just due to personal reasons that, like, I just didn't get along with them as much. Um, I had my own clique, and, you know, I'm very thankful for my clique and who they are, and I love them. I still talk to them to this day. But even in middle school, too, in high school, like, I, I never really hung out around a lot of black people. Um, and that's just, I think, mainly just because of that. I didn't really see race as an issue that was still happening in the early 2000s and, you know, even going into the 2010s. Um, we learned about, you know, the civil rights movement and MLK and Rosa Parks when, you know, you're, you're in, like, third grade or whatever. And because I learned those, I always had the belief that, okay, well, they fought to get rid of these racist ways in our society. So society's not racist anymore. And wow, I completely had that turned on me, you know, as a, as a kid growing up. I never really hung out with people or saw them because, oh, these are the white folks. I want to be with them. Or, oh, these are Mexicans. They're cool. I never really saw that. I, I solely judged people based off their personality And how they treated me and how they treated others. Not because of the color of their skin. And so it's still really sad to see that in today's society, how how many people from like older generations still have that mentality where they want to judge somebody because of the color of the skin and they teach that onto their children, you know? I think my first real experience with 
actually seeing racism still being prevalent in today's society was probably with the case of Trayvon Martin. Um, I just remember, you know, seeing my dad super upset about this story when I was younger, but I really didn't understand it. And it's not until I started doing more research on Trayvon Martins and other people like Philandro um, and, you know, just seeing more and more stories like this pop up in today, especially with like George Floyd, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, where, you know, not much has changed. And it's sad that, you know, like it's been over 10 years, at least for me, when I've started seeing this. So just only imagine how like all these other like older minority groups must feel that there hasn't been that much change in today's society when it comes to the racism and the systematic inequalities that we face. The fact that we still see like white people parading their KKK mask inside a grocery store to use as a mask to stop the spread of corona, you know, when there's literally so much other shit you can do. You don't need to pull out that hood, you know. Um, the fact that I personally still see Confederate flags in my fucking neighborhood, in people's garages, you know, that, that upsets me because I'm, I'm literally just walking my dog out and I see this guy on his motorcycle. He proudly had the fucking Confederate flag on his wall. Like for what, for what fully knowing that my neighborhood is also primarily consumed with minorities. So it's just, it's just super weird and it's super upsetting that, you know, for me at least, like, it's 2020, we would think we'd be so, so advanced in our humanity, and so, at least we should be a lot more peaceful with each other, and, you know, we're not, we're simply just not. Adding on to that, I want to tell a story that happened to me after I was coming home from the gym. I want to say this was, like, like, a year and a half ago, something like that, I don't remember, but regardless, um, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I was coming home from the gym by myself and, uh, this was like after I brought my, bought my car and I was driving home and I decided to pull over into this parking lot where there was like this grocery store and there's other cars there too. Um, there's a barbershop there as well. It's a pretty like, it's not like any hidden parking lot. It's just, it's just there. Um, and I decided to pull into there because I wanted to call my mom to let her know I was coming home. And if she needed me to pick up anything, I could do that. And I personally just wanted to, like, stop and go on the side. Um, or not on the side, on the parking lot just to call it. Because I don't really, like, for me, I just, like, I, if I'm talking to somebody and I actually want to, like, engage in a conversation, like, I'll pull over, right? Uh, so I pulled over into this parking lot. I pulled into the, like, this well-lit area um, just to make sure I was safe because it was still nighttime. And then... As I hang up the phone, I notice that there is this cop car that pulls up, like, on the side of me. So, like, my car is parallel with the parking space, right? And this other cop car comes, and he, like, kind of makes, like, this T-shape with my car. He doesn't hit it or anything, but he's just there. Um, light's bright as fuck, first of all. And then he comes out, and I roll down my window, and I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like... I literally, like, was just on the phone with my mom. And you could even see on my, my dashboard that, like, there was literally a call with my mom on it. Um, and, you know, it, he started, like, just investigating on, like, why I was there pretty much. And he was like, well, where are you coming from? And I was like, oh, I just came from the gym. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then so he brings out his flashlight and he starts, like, looking in my car, right? And, um, oh, I think this was, like, around Christmas time because I actually 
had like a bunch of gifts in my car that I got from my friends. I didn't open them yet, but they were just in the back seat. And he's like looking around and like he sees my sports bag um, from that I got from high school from Arcadia, which is like a super like prestigious meet for track. And he's like, what school do you go to? And I'm like, uh, I go to San Marcos. He's like, oh, okay, like, what are you, what are you trying to get? Like, what's your major? Um, when are you graduating? What are you trying to do with that? And like, that to me is like, this has nothing to do with why I'm here. Like, you know, some people might see that question as just like, oh, he's just being friendly. No, that, that to me was not being friendly. That was me just like, that to me was like, almost in a sense profiling. Because if I was like, I don't go to school, what would he have said? You know, if I say like, oh, I, I don't know. I, I just work part time. I don't, I don't follow education. Like what would he have said? Um, and then also asked for like where I lived, which was also weird, but he didn't ask for my ID or my registration. So it was like really, really fishy to me. Like, I don't know if a cop ever stopped me, uh, I would immediately want to pull out my license and registration just to prove that like, this is my fucking car. Um, and speaking on with like the new car, he was like, well, your car has Bluetooth. Like, why don't you use that? And I was like, well, I just personally like wanted to fucking pull over on the side of the road and not be distracted. Like, <laughs> it's just so stupid to me. Um, and after he left and after he kept like, I don't know, looking in my car for whatever the fucking reason he wanted, uh, I noticed that there was also another cop car that pulled up behind me. And then there's one around the corner. So I technically had like, three cop cars that were like watching me one on the corner just I don't know in case I fucking run or whatever then the other two that was like pretty much in a sense pinning my car um and so because of that I was like I didn't get his name or his badge number and I really should have because I just honestly at that moment just wanted to leave and get on with my with my night I wanted to go home and see my mom after that um but it's just like it could have been a lot worse for me and but it's sad that this potential worst is literally what's happening to other people across the country, you know? And it's upsetting to me that like, I personally, because of this and because of all the shit that's been happening in the media and how I'm keep seeing a repeated amount of black people getting shot by police after being unarmed, you know? Um, it's just my anxiety and my, my fear for cops and my hatred for just the system in general has literally risen so much over the past number of years. Um, and you know, the other side of the coin, um, and like right wing people can be like, well, I don't understand. Like the cops are just doing their jobs, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, they're just doing their jobs, but they do their jobs differently depending on the color of your skin, you know? When cops pull up to a little black boy in a park waving around a toy gun, pull up to him, shoot him, you know, mistaking him for a fucking adult when he's a child, um, and then drive away, versus, you know, now when they see a white guy in the streets carrying an AK shooting protesters and giving him the pass, letting him walk away comfortably, that's fucked up, you know? And this is where, like my fear and other minorities fear lies in because we see people of color being treated wrong for being in this in in if not the same in less like worst case scenarios or like less harmful scenarios than the equal part of the, the counterpart the white people you know um i'm kind of stumbling a little bit 
But I'm just basically saying, like, if a white person were to walk in the street with an AK, they're okay. But if a black person were to walk in the street with an AK, they're going to get shot, you know? Um, so, yeah. And I just really hate how, like, how literally the movement and the whole, like, campaign for Black Lives Matter has gotten so skewed in these past couple of months. Because, you know, originally, Black Lives Matter... It's just to prove how minorities are getting fucking killed in the street for nothing, you know? Their life is literally hanging in these in these officers' hands in a in a matter of a minute for nothing, you know? And it's just it's like upsetting for me to see how you know, we are advocating for this change and we are advocating for not just only black people to, you know, be equal in the law in the eyes of the law enforcement as well as other minorities but now it's it's turned it's literally it's literally flipped and you know black lives matter is can be seen as like an extremist because you know we are a group of like hating hating people and um like we just <laughs> i i i'm sure you guys can hear me like being frustrated right now with this but it's literally been turned to something that was supposed to be like really peaceful into something that was is now like like controversy you know um and that stems with the protests and all that and it's you know i it sucks that the protests have turned into you know rioting and looting um and it sucks that you know places are being burned down that is really shitty but at the end of the day i i really don't give a fuck about businesses over lives like I, I value people's lives and people's well-being way more than I can fucking value a Target and what they sell inside it. Yeah, the people's jobs at Target, that is lost. That sucks. That's unfortunate. But it's more unfortunate to have your fucking life taken away. It's more unfortunate to have your husband not return home, you know? It's more unfortunate to see your son get shot seven times in the back. That's, I don't know. I don't know how, how else I can argue with that, but Yeah. I also think it's ironic that we as a country hold like all these all these all these wars and all these events that happened in our past like the Boston Tea Party and Shays Rebellion and how you know that's okay because that's what made America what it is today and you know that obviously had a lot of killing and a lot of bloodshed and you know a lot of fucked up shit that happened but you know fast forward today I guess protesting and rioting isn't the way to go because it's unethical and it's like it's unhumane and it's not necessary to create change and so we're like okay how do we create change then like how how are we supposed to make change how are we supposed to make this society better for my kids and for the future generations what and is is that is that supposed to be like us staying silent and us like voting because obviously voting did not get a shit Voting still got this guy in office and, you know, you can say whatever you want about him, but obviously nothing has fixed in terms of racial inequality and, again, just blatant racism, how how it operates in our society nowadays. So, you know, are we supposed to just talk about it on social media? Because even when we do that, you know, we still get shit for it. We People don't like to go on Instagram because, oh, they see Black Lives Matter is trending, you know, and I guess that has no place for social media. Um, it's, it's just, it's just like, no matter which way we protest or which way we want to talk about it, there's always going to be one person who's literally going to be like, 
this is stupid. You can't do this. And there's a lot of people who are literally like shitting on the NBA right now because the players and their refs are like boycotting the games because of all this shit that's happening right now. And, you know, people on Twitter who are on the right wing are like, this is stupid. You know, you should just shut up and dribble. Like, this is sports, not politics. Leave it out. And it's like, okay, A, knowing you and your privilege, you probably have a thousand other channels to watch besides the NBA. B, if you literally can't, like, humanize with other players and what you're seeing on TV, then, like, why the fuck are you there to begin with, you know? Like, it it makes no sense. And I feel like a lot of people, like, discredit these celebrities and people talking about the Black Lives Matter movement because that's not their field. They're not political. And it's like, okay, well, what have you done with your life that makes you better to talk about it and more suited to talk about it than these people who are on TV, you know? And, you know, stemming off from that, another thing I've been hating when I go on social media, too, is how I see literally people who will be vocal about the looting but not about the shooting and who will literally, like, ignore every other aspect of this movement and just pinpoint, like, the flaws that the uh, the black person who died might have had. Like, for example, like, one thing I typically hear a lot is how oh, this guy was a thug, he deserved to be killed, or, oh, uh, just stupid shit like that, like, oh, he was on drugs, like, he would have died anyways, and it's like, okay, well, I've smoked weed, and I know a handful of white people who smoke weed, um, does that make me any less, you know, does that mean that I was deserving to die, and it goes for the same, like, if, if you fucking drink, and you have a bottle in your, in your car, like, Say, for example, I was drinking, not drinking, never, never drink and drive. Um, but for, say, for an example, I went to Bevmo and I picked up like a bottle of wine to have at night, right? With my dinner. And say I had that in my car and a cop pulled me over. And, you know, worst case scenario, like I died and I got shot. And they see that I had the bottle of wine. Are they going to label me an alcoholic? Because that's honestly how I feel at this point. And it's just really like dehumanizing and. I honestly kind of selfish just to like label and pinpoint one one thing about a person and then deem them as worthy of being killed, you know? I don't understand how people of religion and people who praise God can literally also praise a police officer taking the life of somebody because they are also not God. And that's not their choice and I'm sorry, but that's that, that's just it's just I just don't understand how, like, this religion of peace and this religion of, like, treat your neighbor as your own gives way to all these people being blatantly ignorant and ignoring the problems that we have as a society for other people today. And just more on a personal note, too, it's just, like, it just sucks for me when I try to have these conversations with my friends and I try to have these conversations with, like, coworkers or people that I haven't talked to in, since high school, you know? Because um, for a while, I was I was super vocal about everything that was going on um, from the start of, like, George Floyd's death, you know, and onward. Um, and it just sucks when I feel like I'm getting to somebody, and they're like, wow, yeah, like, I totally see now how, how like, Trump's fucked up, and Trump's given way to these people who can be openly racist. But then I see them the next day, and they're retweeting, like, pro-Trump agenda, you know? 
Um, and I just, I'm just like, okay, so why did we have that conversation to begin with? If you're literally like, don't, if you say you understand, but then you just move on like nothing and you don't change, you know, like what's the point? Um, <sighs> it's just upsetting. And like, at this point, I'm kind of like, I kind of just want to cut off people. Like, no lie. Like if you're blatantly racist, if you're, if you like only complain about the looting, but don't complain about the murders and simply like, if you just don't care about people who look like me, then like, I just want to cut you off straight up. I've had coworkers who I've literally heard say that if they were there at the protest, they would have ran over the protesters in that type of shit. And I've, I've, they said this in like in the same area as me and that sort of shit does not fly. Like, I, I just don't understand how you can say that and not feel bad, you know? Um, and it just sort of goes to show that like, they just, A, they only care about themselves, but like B, they just honestly aren't that cultured in my opinion. Like if, if you don't surround yourself with different types of people, if you don't surround yourself with different types of people and like beings and of different cultures, you know, then what's the fun in your life, you know? And honestly, that's what makes my life super great in my opinion, because I literally surround myself with all these different, like cultures and backgrounds i literally come from two different backgrounds being black and having my mom being raised in puerto rico and on top of that my best friend's mexican you know my like i i talk to people across the world and it's just amazing to see all these different like beings and peoples and personalities and i i don't know i would i would hate honestly to have just the same copy of me and that's just like my whole friend group is just me and my own personalities and my own backgrounds. Cause like, yeah, that's cool. And you can confine yourself in that, but what's the point of staying the same, you know? Speaking of work, I've had a customer that came in and I was on the front register and he was wearing a shirt and it read either love America or leave her. And first of all, I was like, that's kind of weird to label America as her, as a, as a woman, in my opinion. Um, for obvious reasons i don't know i guess if you really feel that strongly about it then that's cool but i was also just like man it's that's really sad just because as a human being i want to be better you know and though i i love america don't get me wrong like i it's, it's where i was born i've lived here my whole life it's it's given me so many great people and many great opportunities but with that in mind I still have the desire to change it and I still have the desire to make it better, you know, for everybody. And I feel like that's also part of why people join the military is because like they want to uphold that freedom and to change it not only for themselves, but for the world, you know? And it's just sad that like people are walking around and they see this is all perfectly fine. You know, they see nothing wrong with this country and that's, that's that's blatantly privilege in itself and um i'm just i don't know it's just it's just mind-boggling to see like that privilege just blatantly right in front of my face you know um so i know this episode has been literally just me just ranting about like a lot of frustrations that i've had especially in this past week about everything and Honestly, for me, it's it's been a roller coaster of emotions for these past number of months, not just because of quarantine, but I've gone through periods where, you know, I was like super like blatant about my perspective on things and 
I was, you know, trying to keep up to date with all everything happening, especially with like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And I was posting everything on like social media and like resources and point of views. And then, you know, I went out to the protests and all that. And, you know, seeing that not much has really changed in my opinion, it's just like upsetting. And for a while I got like fatigued of doing it because I was like, I'm still hearing all this racist shit. And I know nothing's going to change in a matter of weeks, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really hard to say positive basically. Um, and honestly, sometimes the times where I am positive is the times where I kind of ignore problems. And that's, that's like solely like my fault. And that's shitty to say that because these problems are still going to arise no matter how much we ignore them, you know? Um, which is why like, for me, like I want this shit fixed and I want this shit fixed sooner than later. Um, I've lost a lot of people that I've known, um, just because I was so passionate about it. And I've like many people who I like talked to in high school, I've lost just because they didn't agree with what I said. And honestly, like honestly I really am thankful for that because that in a way it's really fucked up but it helps me be positive knowing that like these people are out of my life and I don't need to talk to them like anymore or hold any connection to them you know um it's it's at the end of the day it's like we all have a voice and if you feel like you don't have a voice like no believe me when I say this like you do have a voice no matter what if somebody tries to shut it down, if people try to argue with you, if people don't want to listen to you, so be it. But just knowing that you, when you speak up about things and when you voice your frustrations and your problems, somebody will gravitate towards it and somebody will agree with you and somebody will want to talk to you about it and will want to be right with you in that change. Um, so I kind of just want to leave off on that. And um Next episode, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it going. Next episode, I'm gonna talk about another issue that I've had, and that was with this like group of Karens that I encountered with a group of friends of mine when we were protesting out in Carlsbad. Um, I'm gonna play the clip of that, and I'm kind of just gonna like narrate over it. So that'll be next week's episode. But yeah, uh, Black Lives still fucking matter. <laughs>